Hey, before we get started with this episode, just a little bit of a disclaimer. There are a few audio issues in this interview. Some clips are too high, some clips are too low. So for your listening or viewing pleasure, please either wear headphones or adjust the audio to your liking. Thank you and enjoy the interview. The Bottom Line Podcast. We are back, baby. What is up? This is the Bottom Line Podcast presented by Anchor.fm, your home for sports and entertainment talk. Jimmy Finizzi and Austin Myers with you today. We hope you are doing well. As always, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to take a listen. We truly appreciate it. You already know what it is. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at BottomLineWMCX. Use the hashtag BottomLine. And as always, if you like what you're seeing on YouTube, please drop a like and a comment down below. It helps out tremendously. And please make sure you subscribe. Hit the bell so you don't miss an episode. And subscribe on all audio listening platforms. Just include Jimmy when searching for this podcast. First and foremost... It's been too long. Two weeks feels like a long time since we've uploaded an episode, but a lot's been happening in all of our personal lives. But good news, we're all good. We're back and better than ever. Austin, how the heck are you doing, my man? Doing fantastic. <laughs> awesome to hear, man. Well, I'm not sure if you've noticed, but Neilville Piano is unfortunately not with us for the this episode but there is a reason i know sad tears i know austin but he will be back with us next time don't worry <laughs> as neil not being here is uh has austin in tears but anyway but no that there is a good reason neil is okay don't worry uh his birthday was this week so happy birthday once again to our guy neil but at the time of this recording he is currently out celebrating another one of our good friends birthdays that would happen to be our good friend Steve Durso, a friend of the show, personal friend of ours. So happy birthday to Steve Durso. Hope you guys are having a great time out there and hopefully not getting into too much trouble. But on that uh, with, note, with, hey, with, with, when, Neil's in the, when Neil's in the equation, there's, there's always going to be too much trouble. Uh, that is true. You, you never know. You never know with him. But in, in, all, in all seriousness, we hope you guys are having a great time. And Neil, we can't wait to have you back on the show for the next episode. But today is a pretty big deal because we have an awesome, awesome local rock band from right here in New Jersey where Neil and I live. They are known as Reality Suite. We are so, so honored to have these guys on. They are kind of a mix of modern rock and classic rock. And if you don't know what I mean by that, go look up their music and find out for yourself because it is an interesting mix. But hey, it's our type of music. It's fantastic stuff. You gotta go look them up for yourselves. Like but said, yeah, basically what I'm gonna say, about, like I said, uh, me and you talked about it. It gives me that, skillet vibes. That? It what really gives me skillet vibes. Well, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You you met you mentioned skillet vibes. I kind of get I kind of get like rat vibes from like the late 80s, mid-80s type music. When, when it oh. comes to that 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 kind of particular style, oh, but yeah. we'll ask them more about that in a little bit when they join us. But Anyway, though, it's going to be a fun, fun time. We're so, so honored that they took some time out of their day to come on and chat with us. And uh, maybe uh, maybe some mayhem will ensue. Who knows? You never know where this podcast can go. But anyway, with all that being said, we want you guys to sit back, relax, have some laughs, enjoy the Vegas Golden Knights like Austin is. They uh, actually are playing at the time of this recording as well. So I'm sure Austin will keep you updated on that. But with that being oh, said... Yeah. Uh, who do you think I am? I'm, you act like I'm not going to watch the game while we're doing this. <laughs> that is true. You're, you're always up to date with your nights. Don't worry. But with that being said, sit back, relax, have a great time, and enjoy our exclusive interview with Reality Suite. Sit back and enjoy. Austin, the time has come, my friend. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Podcast. As you can see, once again, our good friend, Neil Piano is not with us for this episode, but... He does wish us good luck. Thank you so much. And again, happy birthday to him and our good friend, Steve Durso, once again, as mentioned in the pre-show intro. So today, like I said, is kind of a big deal because we got an awesome local rock band from right here 
in the state of New Jersey, where Neil and I currently reside. They are a mix of modern rock and classic rock. They are from North Halden, New Jersey. They have two, two albums out, Skin, the Awaken EP, and the just newly released Awaken Deluxe album on vinyl, which we will be discussing a majority of today. Ladies and gentlemen, we are honored to have on Kimmy Hart, Brian King, Joe Padula, and Antonio Valenti, otherwise known as Reality Sweet. Guys, thank you so, so much for taking some time out of your day to come on with us. How's everybody doing? Fantastic. I'm awesome, Awesome. yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Good to hear. No, no, of of course, It's, it's our pleasure. So let's not waste any more time here and get started. So the first question I want to ask you guys is this. I always love asking this to certain bands because I always love to know how they started out. So with that being said, who came up with the band name Reality Suite? Buddha. <laughs> <laughs> There's this Buddha in my backyard. We pet it, we pet it <laughs> once a week and it's solar powered. So it, it, it lights up. It lights up. Yeah. <laughs> green. We pray, lights up green. It's, we, a, it's we jade. We pray to it every week. Yeah, it's jade. Yeah. We have oh incense around it, stroke it, and, and we definitely have a bell that we told. <laughs> stroke it every day. Um, okay, so the band name. It um, well, it's actually a very exciting story. It's so exciting that uh, that Kimmy's gonna tell it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, yeah. All I know oh, has man. to do. This is all I know because they they came up with the name before I came around. But right. it has to do with a napkin. Written on a napkin. A dirty, dirty napkin. napkin. Dirty napkin <laughs> in the car. Dri- Ryan's driving around with a dirty napkin. With Unsanitary napkin. What yeah, word right. with reality on it, right? Reality. That, that right. And then right Joe there. came up with sweet, and then they just kind of like, hey. I was, at a, I was at a dirty motel suite. Yeah. So it came together that way. In New Jersey. In New, New Jersey, Jersey. yeah. Oh, there they will be following the footsteps of Reese's peanut butter cups. How they would mix the chocolate and peanut butter. Exactly. <laughs> That's what happened. When we first got together, we were called the Industry Standard, and um, that's a true story. And you know, we were rocking that for a little while. It is a true story. This is. A, this I is don't want to be the Industry Standard, so I'm so glad you did. Yeah, we, well, after, after was Antonio's idea. several months of mediocrity, we uh, <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to be standard. Mediocrity. Standard. <laughs> we felt like the Industry Standard. We felt like our music was better than the, the name. Industry Standard. Yeah. Right. So, I was I was driving. In my car to turn on the radio. <laughs> Anybody with me on that? I got it. Anyway, I was driving my car listening to Howard Stern, and they were talking about reality TV. You know. So, um, for some reason, the word reality stuck in my head. So I grabbed a napkin and mm-hmm. I wrote it down. Dirty napkin. Dirty napkin. <laughs> I think it was like a McDonald's. Yeah, I was gonna say McDonald's. Yeah. McChicken sauce on it. McRib. Mc, and McRib sauce. <laughs> And uh, that no. floated around my car for several weeks, maybe a few months. I don't even remember. But then Joe and I were on the phone, and um, uh, I was at a uh, dirty motel. <laughs> motel Six. They in forgot the lighter off. New Jersey. Actually, no. Oh my was, gosh. Was, they forgot the lighter off. Yeah. He was at the King's Inn. I was talking to Brian one day, and uh, coming up with different ideas to put either before reality or after reality. And that's how I was outside of Sweet 201 and pretty much how it came up. Actually, hey, it, originally, it, it's actually from a crossword puzzle. <laughs> Miscalculated, we found it in there. That's really <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Let's not, that's not lie anymore. He doesn't play Oh, my goodness. Hey, look, regardless of how it came up, it's a very unique name, and I like it. Now, Brian, Joe, and Antonio, you guys, from what I can understand, have been friends since childhood at what point in your lives did you want to end up starting a band and what inspired you guys to do so right after lego blocks yeah <laughs> gosh after that we decided to pick up wait, instruments wait, 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 that worked. Wait, wait, wait. was it duplo or was it lego <coughs> well duplo is the big block uh, no diplo is the i was thinking oh the same God, thing like what <laughs> where is this going anyway. you know it's the big blocks and the small Sorry, blocks we're, we're <laughs> We're tangent evangelists, so you know, <laughs> I was playing oh, with G.I. Joe. That's what I was playing with that stuff. Um, well, for me, I'll speak for myself. 
Unless Joe, you want to speak for me? Yeah, I'll speak for you. <laughs> We're all ambassadors here. <laughs> no, no, no. T time out. I time out. I love the fact that you contradicted yourself. I'll speak for myself unless you want to speak for me. Okay, then there we go. <laughs> all things considered. Um, but I anyway, please, her... please continue. I'm sorry. I'll try. Uh, I can remember being in my older cousin's uh, upstairs bedroom, and uh, I had three female cousins, and they had a stack of records, and I can remember. Maybe this was a different period. I don't remember. I can remember like police, synchronicity, uh, rush, um, grace under pressure, mm. uh, stuff like that. Uh, but it was his alive too that made me like say, "Whoa, what is this?" You know, I don't know if you're familiar with his alive too or his alive, um, but it's got this you know big logo on the front, alive, and you open up the gatefold, and it's huge bombastic concert with the elevators going up, the smoke, the bombs, everything oh, yeah. going up. So I asked them to put it on. I can remember them playing the beginning of Detroit Rock City for Kiss Alive too. And I, that's stuck in my head. So I was obsessed at that point on. Like I had, you know, cried. Uh, I was in kindergarten. Yeah. I was in kindergarten. And my parents got me, um, it, it was out for years at this point, but uh, Hotter Than Hell by Kiss. And then they got me Peter Chris's solo album. I don't know if you follow Kiss at all, but um, they had solo albums, and Peter Chris was the drummer, and he had cat makeup on. So, um, <laughs> for whatever reason, I took to the cat, and I wanted to play drums, and that was it from uh, kindergarten on. Very, so, very yeah. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had a similar story. No, when but I was no, go five. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's cool. When I was five what turned me on was Kiss Dynasty. I mean, it's just amazing how we kind of like live parallel lives. And I didn't know him back then. I mean, it was right out of diapers. That's when I met him. <laughs> and I was like, they, share, they shared diapers. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was like five years later. Mustard. <laughs> I had diapers on until I was around 10. So yeah, right around 10 is when we met. You're on diapers at 10? 12 years old. <laughs> Oh doing. my goodness. I was in fifth grade wearing But anyway, <laughs> Kiss Dynasty for me. That's what broke it open. I, and I started playing guitar. Broke it right over. <laughs> you know, the, the irony of this, all of this, is crazy because at the age of five is my first introduction to music record was Kiss Alive One, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's the. I don't know if you guys even know that. Oh, I knew that. We've done 30 interviews. <laughs> we have? 32. But, um,. <laughs> Who's it's rubbing off on Kimmy now too. So you need to learn this. Kiss was already out of makeup by then. Oh yeah, so it was Kiss Alive one, and uh, you know that was my that was my introduction to actually listening to music. You know, at probably age five, you know the the fascination of putting on a needle on a record and actually hearing music coming out was wild. You know, as a kid. Yep. And mm -hmm. and sounding decent. You know, of course with a half decent. You know, Kmart stereo set that's my sisters you know whatever but um you know then i've heard other groups like the eagles you know hotel california peter mm. family live you know good stuff you know and you know that was my introduction but on top of that as far as instrumentation goes if that's where you're getting the introduction to instrumentation uh, mm -hmm. both of my now both of my brother-in-laws at the time they were boyfriends and my sisters uh your brother-in-laws were boyfriends <laughs> Man, I was saying prior to the, oh, man. Oh, oh, my gosh. Do I have to cross-reference this in, in, in court? Okay. So, um, uh, okay. Before they were brother-in-laws, they were boyfriends to my <laughs> sisters. Anyway, one plays keyboards and one plays uh, guitar. So they, when they uh, updated their equipment, they would, you know, hand me down their older equipment, which was just awesome, actually. Uh, you can see it right here. You can't see it, but right here is a Ford <laughs> Poly Six, and uh, that was my first keyboard to to mess around with, actually. And uh, and then a, 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 it wasn't a Gibson, but it was like an SG. It looked like a Gibson SG, but it was a Lyle SG, which was my first guitar, and that was, you know, my introduction right around ten years old, which is when I started. At about eleven, I met Brian. And 
I think you put Mr. Taco to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, no, no. But believe, believe me, Austin's very engaged. Don't you worry. But no, that, that's all. That's all very, very fascinating. And hey, you can never go wrong with Kiss. I really, really love that band. Now, Kimmy, I, I, I know Austin. You have a couple of questions as well. I'll get to you in a short second. I apologize, but Kimmy, I want to ask you this because correct me if I'm wrong, but. You officially joined this band in 2013, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yes, that sounds right. Okay, okay. <laughs> yes, mm, so, somewhere around that timeline. So when you had either A, heard about these guys looking for a lead singer and a, B, got the call to audition for the band, your initial reaction was what? Um, well, I mean, I was in kind of like one and a half bands before <laughs> okay okay didn't work out so like you know the I first gotcha. band broke up and then we kind of tried to form another band and it just um, never stuck it was just not my style at all and gotcha um, when i heard their their songs because they had a singer um before me and they told me here's our songs and um come audition and learn some of the songs so I learned some of the songs and like, yeah, I didn't know what the hell to expect. <laughs> um, honestly, everyone thought I was crazy. They're like, you, you found this ad on Craigslist and now you're just going to go show up. I came with a friend. I came with my best friend. Okay. okay, okay. So I didn't go alone <laughs> just in case. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally understandable. Yeah. Um, three guys and two girls. That doesn't sound dangerous. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, oh no, she came with, all right, never mind. It's not yeah, like, so I really didn't know what the hell to expect. And then, like, I get there for the audition, and I thought I was just going to be on the mic. We're going to, you know, be jamming. And they, you know, you can't really hear too much the voice, but then they put me right up on the recording mic. And they, Ooh. like, literally dissected my voice. Yeah, we're mean. We're really testing you. We're just mean. Did like, I learn the song? Just... Like, and I was, like, stupid. And I was like, oh, my goodness. So. Oh man, <laughs> very very fascinating. Now, Austin, I know you have a couple of questions you wanted to ask, so please feel free to go ahead, man. So, first question is, if I'm not mistaken, this is your guys' first time having an album on vinyl. Yes. Yes. I believe it's a pretty big deal. And what does it mean to you guys to actually get it on vinyl and not just a regular old CD or something? I think it's equivalent to a hero having a statue. Ooh. Well, that's a pretty high standard that that. there, man. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to throw things out once in a while. Definitely, definitely a milestone. Definitely, write that definitely down. a huge goal. We use that in the next interview. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a hero getting a statue. It's, it's like, true. you know, it's, it's like a big Rocky, deal. Rocky Balboa. It's definitely a oh. lot more exciting. You're than... gonna compare that to the Rocky Balboa statue in Philly. Yeah. Like, oh, it's oh, yeah. yeah. more exciting. Yeah. It's more exciting than running a girl down to, to audition for your band and she brings her friend. <laughs> more exciting than that. Fair enough. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's totally awesome, especially for me because I'm a record collector and I have hundreds of records. So to have actual vinyl with our music on it, yeah, now we have yeah. one. <laughs> Right. Um, but uh, yeah, for me, it's just like, you know, uh, I don't know. Let's say you're a baseball player and you get a bat with your signature on it. Does that make sense? <laughs> no. Or no. Ball, yeah. No. It, it, <laughs> if you're a hero, you get a statue. No, if there's, well, I, yeah, if there's a, a bat company that imprinted your name on it. That's yeah, what that I'm is. saying. Yeah, okay. like, if you get a signature, if you get a signature bat, do they have signature There you go. Am I turning off the whole, like, population of uh, sports fans? <laughs> oh, it was really exciting for me because I also collect, but I'm not as avid of a collector as Brian. His collection is, whew. yeah, oh, means, uh, yeah he all right, me, all right, some record stores, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brian actually has a second home for records <laughs> in their alphabetical, in their alphabetical. Every now and again on April Fools, I switch them up. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Hey, anything to, anything to pull off a good April Fool's joke, I guess. But no, I, I, I can definitely see why it's why it's definitely a big deal to get anything on a vinyl, really. Now, I want to go back to um, your first album, Skin, really quick here. Because 
when you guys were in the process of writing that album that this album was released back in 2015 so going on six years already can you believe yeah. it it's really fascinating how fast time flies man it's, it's <laughs> oh man but when you guys were in the process of first writing and recording that album what was the whole process like and how were you guys feeling considering the fact that it was going to be your first full-length debut album it was similar to um when a hero gets a statue. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling this is going to be a new running joke now. Is yes. it? <laughs> Just for tonight. No, okay. the, um, for the sole purposes of this episode, hero statue will now be a, will now be a new joke on this podcast. <laughs> I love turtles. The, the one thing I could say is that uh, we were extremely experimental for each and individual song and right. each individual recording. Like each one had its own direction, its own style of recording, style of writing, production, you name it. It was very experimental. So in many ways, it was just very uh, large mm -hmm. uh, amount of, you know, it's an ambient amount of style, you know? I think we were still, we we're just trying to find our sound because I had just joined the band. So we actually um, re-recorded some of, the old material um, and then some of the new material that we were writing, we were still trying to find like our little, you know, the niche, yeah. little niche, our little sound um, that when you hear us like, oh, that's reality sweet. Like, mm -hmm. um, but the first song we wrote, like Playing With Fire, was just so amazing how it happened because I had written it when I was 16 um, and I had the, Lyric. the lyrics and the melody all written out. And Joe had um, written the guitar and the riffs and everything chords, yeah. and all the chords. And he had the whole song, you know, on the, the drive. And it was so crazy how the melody and the lyrics perfectly mixed together. Like, I never heard his and he never heard mine. But, like, it just fit like a glove. Like, it's just one of those songs where we didn't have to alter anything. And it just fit perfectly. Um, like, right. what are the chances the melody is going to fit with yeah. your guitar? Right back to the mm. whole <laughs> <laughs> No, not not too many chances, but that's that's really, 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 really fascinating stuff. Austin. So since we're on the track of the first album, there's a song that sticks out to me, and that would be uh, Vegas Holiday. I wanted to know if there was uh, any meaning or anything behind that. All right, so you were driving to Vegas. Do we want to talk no. about this? <laughs> I'm not about me. It's, it's, not about, it's me. about the hangover, the movie. No. All right. So it's about a, uh, another couple that we are witnessing splitting up. And oh. uh, there was a chase going on. And one person was, you know, it, it, basically it's a, about a breakup. And um, Vegas is the safe saving great. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like that's the safe spot, and um, the one party is fleeing to Vegas, you know. And it, 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 have I one more like, like last shebang kind exactly. of thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. He's leaving his friends behind because he wants to start a new life. Um, so I, I liked the title Vegas Holiday because it kind of gives you the impression. Actually, it sounds like a Scorpion song. <laughs> but, um, it gives you the impression that it's a, it's a party song, you know? it's like a party song, but it's not. You know, most of our songs that sound like they're party songs are pretty dark anyway. But uh, yeah, it's a lot darker than uh, it's. We're very dark here. I like the dark. Pretty, that's what she said. It. But, um, oh yeah. my gosh! Is that a titling enough uh, answer for you, Taco? <laughs> I think it's a very well thought out answer. It's no need. I think he approves that answer very much. We're talking to Reality Suite here on the Bottom Line Podcast. I want to go to uh, your new, well, not new album, your most recent album, Awaken, which was recently released on vinyl. Because there's a couple of songs on there that actually really, really stood out to me. First of all, I want to go to Kiss the Ring, which you released a live version of that from Asbury Park, from Asbury Lanes. First of all, I love the lyric to that song, the lyrics... The lyrics hit home for me. But the second thing I want to bring up is that Asbury Lanes is one of the main statures of Asbury Park. For you guys to be able to perform there, 
what did that mean to you? I loved it. And honestly, when, um, when we performed the show, we didn't know at the time that it was going to be our last show. Um, cause that's when everything started closing down and stuff. Right. Um, right. But looking back, it was such a kick-ass show. The energy was there, like it's the atmosphere, like yeah. the lights, mm-hmm. like it yeah. was just so cool. And then they had bowling lanes. <laughs> 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 no, I can't wait to play there again. Yeah. It was very yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, concerts wow. and bowling. Like, what, what more can you ask for? Come yeah. on now. It was prestigious at the same time. You know, a lot of people when you mention Asbury Lanes, they think of what it used to be. You know, it basically was really hardcore rough yeah punk it was spot, which yeah. is cool in itself but you know since asbury park is has been cleaned up and you know they've gentrified it um you know gentrified this <laughs> um you know it's it's prestigious now and the, the lighting i mean when we heard we we're playing it right away we're like we got to film this you know start to finish Amazing. you know multi-camera shot and everything we, we were that excited yeah. that we wanted to i'm so happy it. we did that because yeah. you know <laughs> we didn't know it was gonna be our last time all of our shows got canceled and i mean i we gave it our all so that's uh, yeah mm. we always give it our all you know that's uh, that that's important you, you got to give it your all every single yeah, night on that stage no I, matter I, what it takes I, I only gave three quarters. <laughs> you always do. But no, no, it's because I, I it was the one show Love I used. For you. <laughs> uh, uh, we appreciate the efforts anyway. <laughs> it was the one show I used my Steinberger base and I got mixed reviews from it. So that's why we never released the video. It was a bad mix. The base was the base looked No one what likes is- the way no one no one likes the way my base looks, but it sounds what fantastic. <laughs> I don't care. Oh, my goodness. Now, a couple of other songs that really, really stood out to me, and I, I apologize if the, if this gets a little too personal here. You can stop me if you want to. Stop. But a couple of other songs that really hit home for me are Cut, Burn, Bruise, and Grave. I know that these types of songs were kind of like a more like opening up type of type of aspect and like more like digging deep into your emotions types of songs. So was there, were there like any specific stories behind those two songs? And again, I'm sorry if it's too personal of a question. Um, do you want to start with Cupper and Bruise? Sure. And I'll go with Grave. Um, well, the story behind Cupper and Bruise, we, we actually, it's one of the very few songs that we actually have a co-writer on. And there's a, 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 a friend, his name is Dan, Darren Fisher. And uh, he had just put out an EP of his own. He's from the West as well. And um you know, I was a big fan of what he was putting out at the time. And he had said something like on a, a social media post, like, hey, we should write sometime. And, you know, people say that all the time. And right. he said to him, hey, why don't we write sometime? So then it just became, oh, okay. So we, we started chatting back and forth before um, we brought something to the band. Because he's like, well, what do you want to write about? And I said, um, at that time, my mother had passed away from lung cancer. I don't know if it was a year, maybe a year and a half prior. But uh, I had said to him, I said, you know what? I haven't written that song yet. And um, maybe this is the opportunity to write that song. And so we kind of collaborated on that uh, lyrically and melody-wise. And then Darren, well, then we, we uploaded it to the drive, the band drive, where everyone heard it, um, gave feedback. Then Darren came down, and we all got into the room and jammed it. And then that's when all the, the real ideas started flowing. Like everyone started contributing their parts. And, that was an amazing night yeah it was a little depressing too um it's actually like kind of a mix of two different songs because i presented two songs to the band and brian was like hey what if we use the verse of this song in the chorus of this song because they flowed really well together so like one of the the meanings um for like the verses and stuff uh the one of the people who she kind of helped raise me um, she went for a surgery and she never woke up. She just kind of became a vegetable. And, um, it was just really, really hard because she was like my second mother. Um, and then the chorus part of it, um, was about, I was in a really emotionally abusive relationship. So it was kind of about that. Um, she was struggling with drugs and stuff. So like the needle eyes was, you know, um, so kind of like, yeah, two messed up meanings in one. Mm. 
increases. Right. Right. Yeah. Grief had been around for probably like a year, year and a half. And for whatever reason, I think the chorus had never really hit home with us. Like there was yeah. something missing. We just couldn't, we couldn't nail it. You know, uh, from a songwriting perspective, it's like, you know, this is not great. And, you know, and we were struggling for a while. And then Kimmy had posted uh, her playing acoustic guitar on the drive and the chorus, The Grave. Um, mm-hmm. We had it called, I don't remember what it was, but um, anyway. I gotta go back. Crazy, maybe it was called yeah. Crazy. But, um, mm. and yeah, it was like one of those moments where I was like, wow, this chorus just is amazing. Like this chorus should go here. It just made sense. And we spliced it together. We, we worked it out. Frankenstein song. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's that, that hit deep, man. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. That's, that's pretty interesting stuff that hit deep. And by the way, um, there is an unplugged version of grave on there deluxe version of awaken if you want to go take a listen to that but warning you probably will need a box of tissues <laughs> <laughs> no seriously seriously the whole, al- whole album is fantastic though Wait, <laughs> you know one thing while we're on the, the topic of pepper and bruise um because i was looking at this earlier this afternoon um we actually found out recently that that song and triggers pepper and bruise we actually hit like 67 on iTunes in New Zealand. Ooh. Yeah. Like, so we were kind of well done. All right. And Triggers was at 53 or something like that on iTunes. So, anyway, we felt pretty excited about that. Well, no, no, that, that's no, no, that, that's quite all right. That's that's a heck of an accomplishment. Congratulations. Austin, do you have another question? Of course you don't. Come on, man. Of course you don't. Why, why, why Austin, would I say anything different? <laughs> we had him make a terrible prosecutor. Come on, man. Oh, my goodness. We had him at a Vegas holiday. That was it. Hey, it is what it is. After, after, after Vegas holiday, he's like, eh, it's all right. But, I'm done with that. But no, um, you brought up triggers earlier. You wrote that song. During the year 2020, which is obviously not a fun year by any means whatsoever because of the pandemic and everything, was there one specific lesson that you guys learned from that year that inspired you to write that song? Because I know, I know, I know that song is specifically about 2020 and the pandemic and everything. So, was there one specific lesson that inspired you guys to write it? Definitely not to let your triggers get the best of you. <laughs> just, well you know, played. Well played. Um, I like and I that. think that's with everyone for the year 2020. <laughs> it was really about surviving 2020. <laughs> and all like anxiety, depression, emotional, like it was just a high energy, high emotional yeah. time for the whole world. So I just feel like yeah. It was our way of reminding people to just cool out and let it go. Yeah. <laughs> Not listening to everything that you heard on the media and you know, mm. ups and downs and a lot of depression out there right oh yeah no you you couldn't have summed it up any better i mean the, the news is just nah eh, i that, that that's oh. why i don't have it on that's why i don't have it on in my own house but that's another story for another day <laughs> but i want to go back to uh, awaken here because you guys like we said before you just released it on vinyl and you actually had a release party in uh, pennsylvania this past weekend ironically enough on record store day which was june 12th what did it mean for you guys to be performing again for the first time since the pandemic hit? We couldn't stop. Oh my God. Yeah, literally <laughs> couldn't stop. Like we just kept going and going. <laughs> I mean, it was so exciting. I, I it was everything. Cause like, I was like slowly dying inside, not being able to play out live and just have that adrenaline rush again of like the mm. energy of the live show. Like you don't get it anywhere else. Like it's just. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> You can't get there. It's a rush. It's a rush. <laughs> remember, remember that box of tissues we were talking about earlier? I think we filled it up. Uh, we start. We switched the bounty towels. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! Wait, oh, I'm I'm sorry, Austin. What 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 were you saying? I was before? Saying, there's nothing like the rush of performing live. Yeah. Mm. Right about that. Nothing about yeah. the Russians performing live. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Like I said, you never know where we can go with this show. There's always mayhem that ensues. But anyway, though, back to the topic at hand here. So you guys have been a band for 10 years now. 
Kimmy, you've been with the band for eight of them. What's been one of the most, as, as somebody grabs a box of tissues over there, I, Joe, Joe just grabbed a box of tissues over there. I don't know where he's going with this, but where I'm going with this, where I'm going with this is, what's been the most memorable moment so far in your guys' career? Right now. Oh my God. Definitely, oh man. All right. Definitely opening up for Vixen and opening up for Rat. Those two yeah. shows at Keswick Theater and Space wow. Mary. Oh, amazing. Wow. They like, treated us like gold. Yeah. They, there was catering. There's food for we us. We had our own like, showers, like walk in showers. Dressing room. I threw up. It was just so incredible. Like I, private rooms. It was crazy. It was really Wow. They treat us really well. Wait, seriously? Kidding. I was I was legit about to say, boy, what are you doing to me? <laughs> no, it was phenomenal. But, you, 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 like when you're on that stage and the size of the stage, the depth of the stage and the depth of the room, it sounds so cliche, but like when you're on there for like the first time. It's wild. And all the people. And right. The echo when you, you're kicking the bass drum. Feel the energy. Drum. Like, mm. you know, feel everyone's just... energy. Like, you oh, know, yeah. the more people that are there, the just. Right. You could kind of capture our um, our our test. Was it the we posted? Test record? No. Our sound check. check. The sound check. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can hear the sound check. All good. The bass drum. You could hear it. It's wild. Right. I, I, I was going to bring up the band Rat earlier because I, I sort of get that vibe from you guys, considering the fact that you are a mix of modern rock and classic rock. Are there any other like classic or modern rock bands out there that inspired your guys' style? I think wow. we all have our own inspiration, yeah. our own styles. Yeah. Our yeah. Own- okay. Okay. There's a lot of influence in like the 90s grunge rock. I love. Oh, oh man. That that's era. that's my era. That's my era. I'm a '90s baby. I wish so I could go bands, back to that. Like, um, oh my god, all of the bands, like Smashing Pumpkins, Nine Nails, um, oh my god, Metallica, even Nirvana, uh, Rem. There's so many. Like all of them, all of them wow. from that era, like, <laughs> are on my playlist. <laughs> but yeah, we we all have individual. Uh, things that we listen to that we're inspired by and we bring to the table and individually if you listen to us it really exudes very strongly and if we were to just base on that our sound wouldn't develop the way it does because of the concoction of the four of us uh, it really developed something completely you know unveiled before unique unique I bring some mm. yeah, I have some <laughs> <laughs> you know, steps, Avril Lavigne. Oh. oh man, <laughs> going going old school Avril Lavigne. I like that. Very 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 cool guys. All right, let's have a little fun here. Oh, so the guy in Nickelback, right? Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> are you kidding? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Something in your mouth. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's where we're going. All right, let's get now. Let's get to the fun portion of the show. Shall Jimmy, we? So, Jimmy, if you want fun, just buy me a vinyl already. Come on. Uh-oh. <laughs> you expect me to do your dirty work? Now, I'm I'm just playing, man. But seriously, on, dirty work. <laughs> so, what I've gathered is that well, obviously, all of you guys are absolutely hilarious, and we love you guys. But who's the funniest member of the band? <laughs> <laughs> Anto- Antonio wins. All right. <laughs> I um, am very serious. Otherwise, only in interviews I become like this. Other than that, I'm a judge. <laughs> Precisely. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but yeah, Mike Judge. <laughs> all right. So now here's another interesting question I have. And Austin, I also want to throw this your way as well because I'm curious. And I know you guys have probably been asked this quite a bit, but I want to ask it anyway. If you were stranded on a deserted island and you could only bring one record with you to listen to, what is it? That's easy. For me, it's going to be Plans by Death Cab for Cutie. No, he asked me. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's my favorite album. Death Cab for Cutie. Wow. I haven't, I haven't heard them in forever, man. Well, that, that's a good one. 
It is for me. It's the best album of 2005. I thought it was the best album that ever happened. I could listen to that religiously every day. Hot take. I like that, Brian. What about you? <laughs> he's, a, he's just like really. You put me on the spot like that. Yeah, circle back. Circle back. <laughs> Depends on the day, the error, whatever. Oh man! Right now you're on the island. Come on, man! Just got it's so right hard. now. You landed off the Titanic. Come on, what are you doing? How are you feeling? This um, second. Um, oh my! Uh, Meliora by Ghost. What? Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Right Interesting. Right Joey. Van Halen. Van Halen one. First Van Halen. Oh, that is, that's a great call. Yes. Give me that, and I'll be happy. You can <laughs> never go wrong with Van Halen, man. Kimmy. I'm still thinking. Oh, I'm going to go right. to my go-to, though, because my happy, like, Red Hot Chili Peppers makes me happy. Oh, so, yes. Like, they just yes. make me in a good mood when I listen to them, so I could listen to them all day. Would you say Never Blood know. Sugar Sex Magic album? Or, you know? <laughs> Honestly, all, all their albums, like, even, like, the the last one they just put out, out, I'm With You, all the songs are amazing. Like, mm. and they still have it. Like, they haven't changed their sound. They still are there. I love them Yeah, they so haven't much. changed their sound. We might have to go wrong with this. No, songs. like you. <laughs> I love it. It might not be the greatest album then for an island. Oh my yeah, gosh. <laughs> no, no, no. Like they, yeah, yeah, they no, the all their yeah, they take you for a little. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh my god, Austin, what about you, man? What's your favorite album? I don't have a favorite album. It's just oh, co- oh, come on. You gotta have a one favorite. Yeah, something. No, see, it's just whatever mood I'm feeling. It's just how it is. Hmm. I feel awesome. I feel that though. It's, it's whatever, it's however I feel in the moment. Inter- very interesting answer. Well, it's an easy answer for me because one of my favorite bands of all time is Breaking Benjamin. I'm yes! bringing the album Phobia with me. Yes. Wow. Phobia. Give me Phobia by Breaking Benjamin. I'm all set. Every song. They're also another so band. Every single song is like I forgot about them. a hit. Yeah. God, they're so freaking good. I've seen them live more times than anybody can count i've seen them like seven times live that's how obsessed i am (laughs) oh man but let's get to more of the fun stuff here in your guys opinion what was the hardest song that you guys have written dead to me live now forever Ooh. okay are you saying no that's hard when you say hard (laughs) you mean (laughs) Writing like really? difficult to write, <laughs> really, or, Brian. Like heavy, the heaviest song that we've written, or, or the hardest to to play live. Technical, like that's hard, 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 hardest, hardest to play live. Yes, hardest to play live. Or most difficult to re- Yes, yes, that, that that's where, that's where I meant to go. Dead, I apologize. Dead to me and live now forever. I would say, I would say, Rager. Ooh, really? To replicate live. Really? Oh, but I did Have ask. You heard it? Yeah, I know the song. I did because ask. Oh, I better look in the video. I gotta watch it. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. Yeah. Vocally, hmm. guitar-wise, one guitar in the band. Back. It's hard to kind of, you know, you gotta change it up to make it sound like the album as much as you can. We don't have violinists playing. Basically, I need to learn guitar to do the rhythm part, so he can do his thing. <laughs> We're working on it. We're working on that. But we'll get there. <laughs> We're getting there. <laughs> You're working on it. You're working I on my, it. Okay. My guitar to practice today. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So next question. I know you guys have obviously had a very busy touring schedule throughout the years, and you guys are out on the road all the time. So I got to ask you, you obviously find good places to eat around here in Jersey. Favorite food to eat as a band? Domino's. Oh. (laughs) Hands down, Domino's. And Dunkin' Donuts. Domino's? Really? Really? All right. For, for a little while, what about juicy platters? I was just gonna oh, say that juicy for a little platters. while, juicy yeah, platters yeah, too. Mm-hmm. Wait, where? Juicy platters. Oh boy. Okay. Okay. Wow. <laughs> that's, uh, you know, that's a ziki sauce. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, individually, favorite food of all time. What is it? Well, I mean, usually it- Domino's, but like on the good <laughs> stuff, like. Um, sure. We're going back to the Domino's conversation. All right. <laughs> I really, it's an obsession. It's really bad. No, no, it's, it's all right. It's all right. Pl- please continue. I'm sorry. Short ribs and inyaki alfredo. Oh my goodness. Wow. Oh, all right. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's going to be Italian for me. I just don't know which. 
Hey, let's like go. Come on, guy. man. So come on. Come on. People parm guy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Let's go. Come on. I, I personally like a Cajun chicken sandwich. I'm hungry. Ooh. Bold, but I, I like it. I do like one of those bento boxes. That has, uh, <laughs> like, uh, like spicy food rolls. California roll. With like. Uh, <laughs> Is that even real? Sushi. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what? Why wouldn't the California roll count? Come on now. There's not, there's no not even fish in there. Like, oh, it's oh, that little green fence thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a separate. I do eat it with a fork, though. So I'd love to go like, like high end, you know, Japanese places and ask for a fork <laughs> with a knife. Oh, my yeah. goodness. But you can just thread. How do you um, keep um, Jimmy's um, never been out west? He calls a California roll sushi. <laughs> oh my God. What are, you, what are you trying to say, Austin? Come on, come out west with me. Oh my God. Let's go back to Vegas. <laughs> one of these days, man. <laughs> one of these days. <laughs> Take me back home to Vegas. Come on. Oh man. <laughs> are you from Vegas? Yeah, I, I, part, 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 of me, part of me forget part of me forgets you live in Chicago now. So hey, you know what? Yeah, what whatever you gotta do, man. Whatever you gotta do. Huh. Come on, Jimmy. But, are you a Southie? I'm originally from Vegas. Okay. Oh, oh, shit. oh cool. Yeah, if you can tell, that's why that's why Vegas holiday hits home to him a little bit. That's why he had to ask you about that. But I hope I didn't ruin it for you. <laughs> I know that city like the back of my hand. It's terrible. But oh, I- my gosh. <laughs> but no, per- personally, for me, when it comes to food, I'm Italian. My whole family's Italian. Give me chicken parmesan any day of the oh. week. I am set for life. Yeah. That is good <laughs> stuff, man. That's always some good stuff. <laughs> Especially from Papa John's. What's that? <laughs> wait, wait, oh, wait. wait, wait, wait what, did I, what did I just miss? I said, especially from Papa John's. <laughs> oh, stop it. Oh, my God. Ow! Olive Garden. No, no, no. It's no. like the Kmart. No. Yeah. no. no. Time out. Olive Garden is a sorry excuse for Italian restaurant. Yeah, that's that's right. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. It's a joke. And I'm, I'm like sorry. As, I, and Neil, oh, Neil put it best. Neil put it best when we had uh, another band on, First to 11. Neil put it best. If you think Olive Garden is real Italian, you are smoking some really good stuff because it's not good Italian food no. at all. Listen, you can't get good Italian food out west. Out west. That's the best you're going to get. Yeah, but that's is like, it though? Like, is it hot day to uh, Walmart? Unless you want to pay like $300 to go to a fancy Italian restaurant on the strip. <laughs> Fair enough, I guess. Ain't nobody going to do that unless you're there to like blow your whole bank uh-huh. account. <laughs> unbelievable all right so unfortunately our time is almost up but before we sign off for tonight uh do you guys have any uh upcoming uh shows that you want to announce right now or are those um under uh undisclosed for right now no we have shows we do yes we have some stuff coming up excellent 26 june 26 we have the queen's fest um queen's new york queen's new york yeah nice in uh, August, we're doing uh, another, um, what do you call it? Um, show? The show. <laughs> the show. Fundraiser for Suicide Awareness. I, I'm not sure. What oh, okay, okay. Um, in Secaucus, New Jersey. So we haven't announced it yet, so look out for that. Uh, and nice. After that, the next thing would be in October, we're playing at the Chance Theater in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, we have tickets for that now, so please reach out to us and we'll set up the tickets. And then after that, we're playing at Dingbats in um, Clifton. Clifton, New Jersey, yeah. In November, beginning of November. Um, and we will also have tickets for that soon as well. So come join us. Come uh, celebrate the reopening of the venue and, and, uh, rock and, roll. and music and, and local fun. music. Yeah. Come support. <laughs> Yeah, that that's gonna be. I'll definitely have to. I'll definitely have to make a trip to come see you guys because I I'm really really dying to come to a live show for the first time in a while. It's 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 been a hot minute. I gotta I gotta make a reservation. So before we so before we sign off for the night, 
Um, how can people find out more about you and your music? Where, where can they follow you? Uh, what's your website like? All that fun stuff. How can we people got rid of all of that? You can't follow us. That's it. <laughs> Social media is overrated. Yeah, mail letters. Uh, <laughs> I mean that 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 is kind of true, but <laughs> yeah, let's be real here. Social media is overrated. It is. You don't have to. No, that that that, that is kind of true. It is. You can, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna use regular mail, uh, telegrams. We'll send you back a note. We'll Self stamped envelope. <laughs> yeah, but really, we're on all the platforms, whichever platform that you prefer that yeah. you use. Any you Google search us. of reality screen, you'll find us. Yeah. Facebook and, and uh, Instagram Instagram are updated daily several times a day. Um, the website is for more official, bigger announcements and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, if you want to keep in touch with us on a personal level, definitely follow us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. And we highly suggest to take your speakers and put it outside your window and crank it all the way up so all your neighbors get to hear us. Free. Yes. Yes. Now, now you're speaking. Okay, don't tempt me with a good time. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Give, show them a good time the right way. Okay, I think we have a few more vitals left, right? Oh, yeah. There are probably. records available still. We still have some. But not many. Not many. So you got to reach out to spinningaroundstore.com. Obviously, if you go to our website, any any of the socials, you'll find the you'll links. Find, yeah. But definitely pick one up before they're sold out. Very, very nice. I, I know you guys have I know you guys have had a limited limited amount of copies of your album on vinyl. So if you haven't gotten your copy yet, time's almost up. What are you waiting for? Go get it and go check out this awesome band from New Jersey, Reality Suite. Guys, we want to thank you so so much for taking some time out of the day to come on with us. It, we truly appreciate it. And you guys are always welcome back anytime and you guys might be one of the funniest bands we've ever talked to <laughs> in a while. Outside outside of first to eleven, you guys are one of the funniest bands we've ever talked to. So, oh, you say that to everyone. As the box of tissues comes back out, <laughs> I got a snooze. Oh man, but and oh, also no, no, of of course, of course, it's it, it's our pleasure. Again, you guys are always welcome back. Anytime. Yeah, I don't believe it unless Taco says it. (laughs) (laughs) Taco's approval? All right. Taco's approval. All right. Fine. Fine. I see how it is. I see how it is putting me under the bus. But anyway, in all seriousness, that is Reality Suite. Be sure to go follow them on all social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, even though social media is overrated, as we mentioned before. And go check out their re-release of Awaken on vinyl only a limited amount of copies remain go grab it while you can but they're they're good they're gonna get it if you're not watching on youtube there it is there it is it's a beauty it is an absolute beauty jimmy hurry up and buy me one already (laughs) (laughs) and here's the actual the actual oh Oh, Oh, there she is oh man chocolate right there oh man See now, see now. That's the one thing I love about vinyl being back. You don't see stuff like that anymore. You're you're seeing people starting to get like mobile record players back, and there, there's there's a there's a cool little poster if you do buy the uh, vinyl album. Again, if if you're not watching on YouTube, go check out RealitySuite.com and go purchase their limited edition copy of Awaken on vinyl. Very, very it's fascinating stuff. Way. You also get some really cool merchandise to go along with it. <laughs> Unbelievable stuff. Show and tell. We're doing show and tell. I mean, <laughs> oh, man. They're just showing up. They're just showing up everything <laughs> right Valley. now. And see, oh, seeing no, Nature Valley granola bars. I'm seeing glasses. I'm seeing guitar <laughs> strings. <laughs> I can go on and on and on, but then we'll be kicked off our own podcast. But I digress. <laughs> anyway. I've always been kicked off. <laughs> That's right, goal. Jimmy, That'll this wrap point, it up Neil's for us. This was... Wait, what was that, Austin? I said, at this point, Neil's just going to kick us off the podcast. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, like, oh, okay. I mean, right. I mean at, at, this point, at this point, he has the authority, too. But anyway, that'll wrap it up for us please 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 go check out these guys they are awesome reality suite on all social media and at realitysuite.com for austin myers and for reality suite i'm jimmy finizzi this is the bottom line podcast and we will see you in the next episode peace and take care